Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right, we're back, folks. This is your favorite podcast in the world. It's the Zone Boxing Show podcast, episode number 49. I don't know if it's 49. I, I never know what the number is. It's just... Then why do you do the number? Why do you say why do you say the number? I think it's episode 43, but but why do you say it if you don't know? I just like the way that sounds. This is episode number. Get on top of your freaking game and and find out what number it is. That's all you gotta do is producers for it. It's it's the guy that used to produce it. No, he got fired. Forgot to tell you, he got fired. Oh, so who's this guy? There is nobody. There is nobody. So let's continue talk boxing because because that guy that we used to have, he doesn't know boxing. Oh, okay. That's that's why they got rid of him. I knew it. Yeah, but um, is he the guy that's still salty about losing the bet with me? I don't. I don't. Oh, they I brought know, him back. I know, I know that we lost. I know we lost a this, lot of this is followers a and a lot of listeners right because of you guys talking about that bet. So I wish <laughs> we could talk about boxing. How about that? Hey, Joshy, are you salty or are you good? I, I could not be more relieved. Like I said last week, it's one less thing I actually need to deal with you on. So it's a relief. Like okay. it. it Absolutely a relief. I would rather use a Groupon to the worst restaurant in New York City on my own out of my pocket than have to deal with you for one more thing that I already contractually have to. Okay, so so as far as as far as the episode number, is is Barack right? Is it 43? Well, it is. Don't let me distract you from whatever you're looking at on your phone, by the way. But yes, it is episode number 43. Well, yeah. listen, you know, I got to give you old Sirius XM vibes here. This is what we do. Oh, and listen, we have a special episode today. Let me let me inform the people that this indeed is a special episode because it's the first time on the pod. We've done this before on Sirius XM Satellite Radio with, I think it was uh, Deontay Wilder and Shannon Briggs. Is that correct? 2015. We have December. both guys on at the same time. And guess what? Today we'll have two opponents that are going to be actually facing each other in a fight. Amanda Serrano, the rematch with Heather Hardy on the show today is called the face-off. No, this is not a face-off. This is actually called a voice-off. A zoom-off. A zoom-off. I yeah. guess that makes more sense. But in any in any case, look, they're going to see each other. They're going to talk. And hopefully they'll get into it. We'll find out right now. We have, well, we have both women on. What's up, champs? How y'all doing? Thanks for hey. having me. Look, we know we're not going to get no, like, vicious <laughs> smack talking with, with you girls, but we wanted to have you I mean, you, ne- you to- never know. If, if we tell <laughs> if we tell Serrano what, what Heather said behind her back, you never know. She's talking yeah, a lot of crap in here, you know? You know, I don't, I don't talk outside the ring. I talk in the ring. So you're never going to hear me say anything bad about my opponents. I respect each and every of my opponents, no matter who they are. I respect whoever goes in that ring. I do all my talking in the ring. But so. there has to be, there has to be, you have a lot of fights, Amanda, right? And I'll ask you the same thing, Heather, afterwards. Is there one opponent that stands out to you that you genuinely didn't like and you kind of got outside of your character and maybe talked a little more than you normally do? Well, I didn't, like I said, I didn't talk outside the ring. There was one girl, Puerto Rican like me, um, 
she was like that had to be the most meanest person that I've ever faced. Like, mm-hmm. and she was so cocky. She would say she was gonna knock me out. Well, was that Mercado? Who was Car- that? No, Carlo Torres. Oh, and oh, wow. that fight lasted 59 seconds. Because <laughs> <laughs> she was, because she, you know, she was a, a good fighter. She had actually beat um, Veronica Jeffries, right? Yeah, and then people wow. were like, oh, you know, you're fighting the best girl out of, out of Brooklyn, New York. And she was like, no, I already beat the best girl in New York, Veronica Jeffries. Amanda, she's going to be laying on her back. I was wow. like, and in the and the way in the way in, she was like, you know me, I in the way in, I'm looking at my pony, I'm chewing my gum, and then yeah. I look to the side. She stood there with her fist in my face. I was like, and and Jordan was like, you know, I'm I'm like, oh, I'm cool. I'm like, Jordan was like, Amanda, all that boxing I taught you goes out the window. I don't want to hear nothing. You're gonna go right through her, and that's exactly what I did. It lasted 59 <laughs> seconds. So that's the only only bad encounter I had with an with an opponent. I mean, wow. I guess it, yeah. She she got under your skin a little bit. What about you, Heather? Is there anybody that stands out to you that you didn't like? I don't know that I didn't like her, but Shelly Vincent, you know, like I had to tell myself that that little shit never quit every day. That's I mean, true. Putting pictures up on social media, talking, and like I knew at the time that Lou was telling her hype the fight, get people excited, we want to get you on TV, blah blah blah. And she just had such a big mouth, and like every day, my sister would call me and be like, "We will get in the car, we can be there in three hours." And over right now, and you know, you gotta stay focused. Like, no, we gotta get this money, we gotta get right, this bread. Right, we're gonna put right. her in the ring, you know. I mean, right. I mean, not to say I didn't like her, but she was annoying. She on your nerves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she, she, yeah. she's creative. She's creative. That's for sure. Yeah, it was entertaining though. It was pretty it was. entertaining. It, it was. Everybody like, else. Yeah. Yeah, I, I could I couldn't imagine, but it was like I was like, oh my God, wait to have it gets that girl. Every day I was like, oh. All right, so girls, I, I want to know why is this rematch necessary? I, I kind of like what I heard you said earlier, um, Serrano, but I, I want to know why do you think this rematch is, is necessary and the people want to see it? Starting with you, Amanda. Well, okay, Heather, of course, she um, gave me the opportunity to fight her for the WBO. Mm-hmm. And that was after I won the 115 and I decided I was done with um, with divisions. I said, you know, seven is max for me. So I wanted to go back where I felt comfortable. I felt my best was at featherweight. And I'm the WBO super champion. So Heather was the WBO champion at the time. So, you know, um, nothing out of disrespect. I called out Heather Hardy because I wanted to go there. And unlike any other other champions who had titles that I, I asked to fight, they vacated their titles or they just didn't agree with the amount of money they were getting. So I had to fight for vacant titles. But most of my belts did have champions in them. But Heather, as a you know, tough woman that she is, as a warrior, she said, um, I'll take the fight. And I was like, yes, because there's nothing better than beating the champion. It's something different. So when she agreed, um, I knew she's a tough girl. We sparred a couple of times. She was the only one that actually came back a couple of times to spar. But and then wow. she took the fight. So, you know, and after I won, she wanted the opportunity. I know she had mentioned in a tweet, um, actually, and after one of her fights that she would like another opportunity at the at the bell at either featherweight 130, 135. So, you know, I, I said, you know, we have this fight after my fight um in February. This is not a mandatory um, defense. It's vo- we're volunteering that. And I wanted to be on that card with Jake Paul and Nate Diaz. That's an amazing mm-hmm. card. So I said, mm-hmm. I called up Jake and Akisa. I said, 
let's I want to be on that car let's do it and then I mentioned um I'm Heather you know I and we we actually me and Heather was the one I was texting her negotiating the fight I was letting her know wow. what, was, what what she was getting it was between two women two two um athletes two professionals that you know there's no I have no hatred towards Heather this is a business and I'm glad right. that she's making good money I'm making good money and we're just gonna have fun afterwards have some well I don't drink but have some yeah. burgers I have one for you <laughs> Okay, Yo, but Heather, Heather, I know that at one time when you came back, you was like, 126 will never see me again. Uh, at least that's what I thought you were saying. Uh, but this is a great opportunity. What was going through your head when she texted you that first time? Hey, girl, what's up? Let's do this. Well, I'll be honest. Um, I put out the tweet knowing that I didn't want to I didn't want to end my career just doing small local shows. Like I felt like, you know, I spent a year in 2022 with Hector Roca and every day he convinced me that I could go for a world title again, that I still had it in me, that I need to correct some things and fix my box and change my box. And, but you know, if I stuck with him, that I'll be good. And he's been every day just building me back up, not just as a fighter, but as a woman, as a mother, like as in, in every single way. So after he passed away, I just thought, you know, I got to do this for him, which is why mm. I asked Tom DeBassi to write an article. Cause like, I'm like Amanda, I don't talk, I don't talk shit. I don't disrespect no women in the sport, whether I mm -hmm. like them or not. You know, I just asked him to write the article to say, maybe one of them will give me a chance. And Amanda was the first one to be like, you know, I got you. And it goes so much deeper than just Amanda. I gave Amanda the first title defense because Cindy was the one who vacated that title when she retired for me to be able to fight for it. And Jordan was the wow. one who kind of orchestrated my fight with, I have goosebumps just thinking about how intertwined wow. our careers really have been since 2012. Right. Um, Jordan was the one who orchestrated that. Cindy, you know, vacated the belt and gave me the opportunity to fight Shelly Vincent for it. So it's kind of just gone like one step, one step, one step, you know? You, you know, Heather, you mentioned Hector Roca. And, and just so you could, if you could briefly touch it, I'm pretty sure you, you know, you've been asked these questions. But I know Hector since I was 10 years old because I grew up training in Gleason's gym a very long time ago. And I, I, I want to know what 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 has he meant to you and, and how hard was that, obviously, that loss, like, in your boxing career, like what what's some of the things that you that you can take with you forever that you learned from him? Um, one thing he told me every day was that I was he told me I was beautiful every day. And I, I was different than every other girl who walked in the gym because I was the only one he didn't flirt with. <laughs> the only one. Like I've been his daughter since day one. It's always been I'm his baby. Respect yourself. You know, he, he always put me on that platform. So mm. he's been Papa to me for you know 12 13 years but on top of that every day he told me i was beautiful and he said wow. stay beautiful you have to be happy and to be happy you have to be strong and what he meant by that was that you have to only keep people around you who want you to be happy and want to see you do well you know and and that is the seed that he put inside me not just not just being in my face about boxing anybody who knows hector knows you do this a hundred thousand times until he says no good no good no good it's right but he, he made me believe in me because he did. Wow. So this special. is for really Beautiful. for him. Beautiful. All right, here comes the tough questions. I'm sorry. This is it. Um, I'm going to decide who I'm going to ask first. But well, when you get to ask it? <laughs> it's tough for me to even ask it. It's tough for me to even ask it. I don't know. I guess I've got more respect for women, I guess. But I've always <laughs> felt this. And, and maybe I'll start with Amanda, I guess. I've always felt this that 
there's a Brooklyn crew of females, of great fighting females, women who have been champion or are champions, and they love each other. They they support each other. They're always there for each other, but I never really saw them supporting Amanda Serrano. <laughs> Amanda, do you feel that way? <laughs> I mean, you know what? Um, I really, in, in boxing, it's like, um, it's a one man, one man, one woman, woman sport. You know, I, I don't, I'm, I have my crew. My, my team is, is Jordan and, and my sister. Now I have Jake and Akisa, but it's always been for years. It's always been Jordan and, and my sister always by my side. And that's what it is. You know, I never wanted to claim Brooklyn. I never, that's not what I do. You know, I'm a proud Puerto Rican, so I'm a Boricua at heart. I, I will rep Puerto Rico till I die. But I don't, I don't know, you know, I, I not that I, I even cared, but yeah, I, I did notice that. I mean, Heather was the, at one time when she was the only one from like Gleason's or a Brooklyn night like me, just supporting, we were supporting each other and we, I would get sparring with her. And then, but to me, it, it really didn't matter. Like I said, once I go in that, in that ring, I'm by myself. By it's just me, it's me and my opponent. And, and I will have fans in the crowd cheering me on or booing me. It, it so doesn't in other really words, matter. all them Brooklyn girls were hating. That's it. That's what you're saying, Barack. I mean, I, <laughs> no, I didn't no, say no, that. I don't know. No, uh, no, but know, I, I know mean, that. Listen, you know, I bet a, you, I bet you I know who is saying that. His name is Jordan. I bet you Jordan says all the things that maybe you, like, you don't say. You're not going to have the headphones on because Jordan can't hear you right now. <laughs> no, but, but I bet if Jordan could hear me, he'd say, you're damn right. <laughs> no, yeah, but, yeah. He's looking at me right now. He's shaking his head. I can't he's even like, know why he's shaking he's his head. Like, no, look at him. Look at him. He, he don't even hear him. He's mad. No. But, okay, but Heather. But you know what? No, no. Honestly, honest to God, you know. Um, I another reason why I chose Heather for this fight because people don't know Heather's been in this. We've been in this game from the very beginning where we were making nothing. Like I was making uh, just the other day, I was still making fifteen hundred dollars for being a multiple division world champion. People don't understand the backstory. And Heather's been in the very beginning. Heather was the first lady of the Bella. Heather was the one who opened the doors for, for girls to fight at the Barclay Center. She's fought there the most, um, most the girl who fought the most there. And I was able to follow her footsteps and fight at the Barclay Center, make history at the Barclay Center as well. So, you know, people don't know the, you know, the relationship that I have with these pioneers in the sport, you know, just because you're just coming up in the sport doesn't mean that you have authority to, Oh, I, I want that fight. You know, right, like right. I said before, yeah. this is a voluntary fight. I don't have to, I, I don't have to defend my titles. I just fought in February. So right. I'm giving Heather the opportunity because I think she deserves it. Heather, I was one of those people that stood there in the Barclays after the main event and used the swing bout, even though you've been champ already. And, and nobody's there. I was one of those people that was supporting you because I believe in you too. And, and I think you're a great fighter. Thank you. Know? you. Yeah, but I was I was there when, when Heather, when they opened the doors at the Barclays Center and Heather is in the ring fighting and there was like maybe 20 people there. Mm. You know, and that's, that's why, that's why I feel like, tickets for that Exactly. Fight. So yes. that's why yeah. I feel we yeah. fought. We fought hard. Like people don't understand. We, we fought really hard for ourselves to promote ourselves. And Heather was number one girl in Brooklyn going out, going to, to pubs, like wherever she has to go to promote herself to sell these tickets. And, you know, my hat goes off to her. At the end of the day, yes, I loved Heather and I loved you, but then I didn't see 
everybody supporting you. And I saw everybody supporting each other, all the other females. So Heather, I wanted to know, you know, from your vantage point, was that the case? Do you think that maybe not you, because she said that at one time you were supporting her. Do you see that New York, Brooklyn really wasn't supporting Amanda Serrano on her journey? Yeah, I mean, you. I'd be lying if I said I didn't notice that. Amanda been solo, like she said, her whole career. She's stuck in Jordan. Like, I always felt like I was lucky that Jordan liked me because he would let me come over and spar with our team and talk to them and, like, kind of, you know, learn from them when I was when I was first coming up. Um, I'm a little different because I came up in Gleason's. Gleason's was the only boxing gym I ever went to. So the same girls like really weren't close to me in the beginning either like it took me a lot of time and a lot of proving myself and i think that goes with any whether it's men or women who are in competition with each other we came up in a time in the early 2000 you know 2000s 2010s that only one woman got a chance at a time there wasn't spotlight for everybody they said only one of you could be on the shows and whether it was me or amanda everybody's looking at us like, why them, you know? But it's like she said, we were the ones at pubs, at selling tickets, like hustling, doing all that stuff on the side, just just to get this much, you know, $50 around. Like she said, $1,500. So, so, so right. Heather, you, you brought that up, and I, I want to give people a perspective of of what you did, selling $40,000 in tickets, and what was your purse for that fight, if you don't mind me asking? I remember the numbers for this because it's probably one of the worst ones. I was defending my WBC title. Um, I had a sponsor for the first time, a protein company, a big one. They had people coming in for me. I wanted to say I was supposed to fight right before the main card. So like finally in front of people and they switched everything like an hour before the fight and had me fight first. And I'll never forget this, you know, Girl on Fire was playing and I walked outside and not one person was there to clap their hands for me. So I, I'm now 17 and one or 16 and one or something walking through. I got my crew holding my WBC belt that I was fighting for. So forty thousand dollars in tickets and um fought in an empty Barclay Center. And I wanna say I made seven grand for that fight. Wow. And that was the day I decided to sign with Bellator and do the MMA because I just thought no matter how much I love boxing, it'll never love me back. Oh my God! Damn! Wow, make me tear up here. I, I wanted one of y'all to cry and curse each other out. I didn't want to be the one crying. Like, what the heck? Yeah, my that's where the respect come from. Like, we yeah, no we doubt. know what exactly. It's like, you know, like this this mm. is more than boxing. We didn't get to just go into gym and train and be good. We had to sell tickets. We had to do interviews. We had to take pictures. We had to put makeup and dresses on and mm -hmm. be girls after we coming out of the gym wanting to go home. You know, like this. This right. 2008 to 2016-ish was, right. was like begging yep. for well, a well, spot, well, listen, no I'm happy. how many times. Yeah, and and people don't realize, yeah, people yeah. don't realize that we, I mean, we're the pioneers in the sport. You know, we all, we helped those. Of course, the Olympians coming up in the, in the pro ranks did help it, but we were there when there was nothing. And let's not talk about my sister when she, when she started fighting. Like, mm -hmm. it was just times have changed. And right now, yeah, thank God it's getting better. The pays are getting better. The opportunities are getting better. Um, people are acknowledging us. So it, it's getting a lot better. But people forget about those girls that we struggle. I am super honored and blessed that Jay came into my career at this time where I can honestly say that I I, I have something that I can say. I, this, I did boxing and look at what it's given me. If It, it was a couple of years ago. I was going to retire and I was going to have nothing. Yes. Yeah, that's right. what I was gonna ask you. I mean, was there a just point my legacy? 
before mm-hmm. Jake got, I mean, obviously you accomplished enough before Jake stepped in. Was, was you that close to just hanging the gloves up? Oh yeah. Every other day. One day it was me. One day it was Jordan. Uh, we're, we're, there was no light at the end of the tunnel in, in, in this sport. And now that I'm glad that we're finally getting to see the fruits of our labor. Like we're, we're working hard. The money is so much better. And I'm getting paid. I'm a millionaire, so I, I'm get, I got paid a lot and I'm getting paid very, very, very good for, for now. And I'm just glad that, um, honestly, that Jake came into my career two years ago because well, I was honestly going like to be tired. You've earned, you've, well, you've earned that and, and praise God yes. that, that you got to that point. Now, let's get to some X's and O's because, look, I, obviously you're going into this fight as a favorite, Amanda, but... We know that you guys are friends, you respect one another, but Heather doesn't go anywhere to lose. So Heather, what are you going to do different uh, to make the outcome different from the first time? They say that insanity is when you do the same thing and expect it. (laughs) Amen. Um, Definitely, I have a different team behind me, a whole different team in the corner. Um, I have been trying to clean up. I spent a year with Hector cleaning up my box and, you know, technical things, boring things, like, mm-hmm. you know, not leaning forward, things like that, like real, like annoying things that he would be just in my ear over and over and over. And I would say like, I put one year of school in and now the practice is coming out. I had those two little fights in New York where you saw little changes in my boxing, but not so much. And I mean, this is the big test. If there's one thing I can do is learn on the job and everybody know I'm tough. We don't got to say that. I don't got to write that down. Everybody knows right. I'm tough. And I, the other thing is, I know what I'm up against. You know, we know Amanda can punch. We know Amanda can box. We know she fights when she wants to fight. She boxes when she wants to box. So the, the idea is I got to go in there and just be ready to fight. And I will. Right, right. So uh, I want to know, uh, I mean, yes, we do know you're tough. We, we, we seen, I think I posted that bloody picture of you with the MMA fight. Like, you are Blood and guts for sure. I want to know your opinion on Katie Taylor moving up to 140 and losing to Chantel Cameron. What was your thoughts on that? Um, that's none of my business. <laughs> mm. I do. I don't really make my career to judge what people do with their time or mm. with their money or nothing. You know, like I this to me is a lot different than a lot of girls. I got no shame in saying that I, this is my job. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I've been raising a little girl who's now in college. So everything I do in the sport is for the money. Not to say I don't come to win, but I come to get paid. Right. And if that was me and they was like, go up to this way and we make you a lot of money and you can fight at home. Hell, if I'm going to say, no, I changed sports. They asked me to do an MMA fight. They was like, you want to do an MMA fight at the garden? I was like, oh, OK. You know what yeah. I mean? If the money's right, yeah. you got to do it. So so right. she must have had something in her heart that she wanted to. But. Right. Amanda, obviously, you wanted to be the first one to take that O away from Katie Taylor. Officially, yes. Yeah. So how did you feel when she? <laughs> oh, she said officially, Barack. You heard that? She said, oh, she wanted it officially, so unofficially. No, no, I, I get it. No, trust me, I know what you mean because a yeah, lot of no. people were saying you won. But how did you feel? You was probably rooting for her. Of course, selfishly, I was rooting right. for her because you know the rematch was definitely in the talks. But you know what? When she chose Cameron, I said she's up for a big task. You know, Cameron is a big girl. She's a great fighter as well. And I was like, there's a chance that we will never get that rematch. And we understood that. And I had my health came first. I had to make sure that I was fully healed. And I just, I was watching it. So like I said, like I was rooting for Katie, but I knew Cameron. I'm, I'm a fan of Cameron as well. We're good friends. And it was just like, 
wow, like, I mean, I just, I like I said before, and I'm going to continue to say, I hope that Katie comes back mentally prepared. And, and I know she's going to come physically prepared because she's a hard worker, and that's all she does is, is work hard and boxing is her life. Mm. Well, that's is that nice is that rematch you. still in conversations? Honestly, I don't Katie know. Taylor? Honestly, I don't know. Right now, I just want to continue um, with my career. I have my fight with um, with Heather in August, and then hopefully in the future, get my homecoming, being undisputed champion, fighting in Puerto Rico. But, so, but is uh, that something you for... still want, though, Amanda? Is that a fight you still oh, want, or you don't really care? <laughs> I, you know, honestly, right now, I it, it doesn't really matter to me because if she takes the, the rematch with Chantel and Chantel beats her again, it's just, it makes no sense for me to fight her again. And I don't think Eddie is going to want her to fight three, lose three fights in a row. So I don't think that will happen. So Got you. August 5th, <laughs> pay-per-view. Yes. Uh, all right. Jake Paul, Nate Diaz are on the main event and you, you girls are on a co-main. Um, I hope the fight is not as nice is this face-off, and I'm pretty oh, sure it's not going to be. Neither one of them are nice in the ring. Neither one of them. Exactly. Know, exactly. We're going to bring it. We're going to bring it like we always do. You know, like I we know, know there's not to prove. We got to. We got something to prove. No exactly. Doubt. Heather's not no going to back down. I'm not backing down. It's just going to no, well, well, be a great we'll be fight. And we'll Heather, you know, we gotta we gotta steal the show because we gotta <laughs> steal from the men once again. We did it. We did it before at Hulu Theater, being the co-main event where mm -hmm. we was like we had to push for that, and we accidentally got co-main event, but we put on a hell of a show. Everybody was there to see us. We sold that. We we promoted. We sold those tickets, and yeah, we showed we that we can that. fight. Oh, those people put on in a Dallas. Great fight. Those Dallas fans are in for a treat for that co-main event. They're going to get a show, no doubt about it. Yeah. We'll be there. Yes, sir. Good luck to both of you ladies. We can't wait to see this on August 5th. Thank you for joining us. Yes. All right. Thank you. Bye. Okay, yeah. Those girls are just nice, Barack. They're just so sweet. You know, um, I'm looking forward to the rematch. I mean, Heather's getting her, her shot to redeem her loss. I thought when you said rematch, you was talking about man, that's around Katie Taylor, because that's what I'm looking forward to. Oh, um, so you, so wow, you go. No, I just thought that's what like you that. were saying. Nah, bro. Oh, okay. just, why All would right. you? I don't. Yeah, I know this is technically a rematch, but it, it's like a rematch. It's a kind rematch, meaning okay. you gave me the shot. I am going to give you the shot now. Got it. You know, that makes sense. Right. All right, listen, we got a good week, weekend uh, preview this weekend of fights. All right. So we're going to take a break first and we come back. We'll talk about the weekend. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right, we're back, folks. Uh, let's break down this weekend. Barack, a lot of big fights. Obviously, at the Hulu Theater, Tiafima Lopez is going to be fighting Josh Taylor, former undisputed junior welterweight champion in a very tough fight, very slick southpaw. I'm excited about this. So we'll start off... You know what? I want to end with that one, Barack. Let's, let's talk about Munguia and Dervachenko. Is Dervachenko past his Triple G days, his best days behind him? Will Munguia be the guy to stop him? Well, you know, because we're in the business, uh, I, I do have some inside information, 
speaking to coaches, hearing that Devin Chinko's in the gym, he's training well, he's doing good, he's looking good. But sometimes that doesn't translate to the night of the fight. You know, people say that. Devin Chinko's getting up in age. He's had he had a very, very tough fight with with Charlo, Jamal Charlo. Jamal Charlo was just on point that night, you know. And yes, like you said, one of the best fights of his life was against Triple G, who usually punishes everybody. And he kind of punished Triple G. He hurt Triple G to the body. We've never seen Triple G that hurt, you know. But he also got dropped that fight. He also got dropped in a in a Danny Jacobs fight, too. So he has taken some some punishment. He has taken some hits from some heavy hitters. If we can see the same Devranchenko from years ago, which was not too many years ago, then I think this is going to be a tough fight for Mungia. But Mungia keeps proving to me that he could take anybody's punch and keep coming. Mm. So I see yeah. why the odds makers lean towards um, Jaime Mungia. Yeah, I think Mungia is still in that stage of being so young and athletic and energetic mm -hmm. that the volume is going to be too much for this version of Devranchenko. And I like trainers... You know, and I was there, Barack, when we got that information. I do believe a certain training camp can help you, mm -hmm. but I think that father time is is even stronger than that. And not to say that he's old and he's not going to be competitive, not not by any means. I just think that it's just simple as the young version of who uh, Mungia is right now would be too much for Dervichenko. And that's my take. All right, um, moving on. Uh, Let's get right into Tiafimo Lopez, Barack. I think this is his opportunity to completely remind the world yes. that he is one of the most talented, explosive fighters in boxing. He's had some setbacks. Um, he's had other issues that he's had to deal with, but inside that ring, you can't deny his talent. So I do feel, in my opinion, that we're going to see a special version of Tiafimo Lopez on Saturday night. I hope so. You know, you know why I say I hope so because, uh, man, I'm, let's go back to the to the days of old where Tiafimo was explosive, fast, and 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 just brilliantly athletic in the ring. I want to see that again. You know what I mean? I, I want to see that again. Um, and it's crazy because his first fight at 140, people saying, "Oh, his last couple of fights." The only bad fight that he had besides Cambosis, obviously, and and we we heard from. From that Dr. Dahl who who said that this guy could have died in there, Dr. Linda Dahl. Like, we've heard from her that this guy could have died in there. So that was real. So I kind of exclude that, right? Now, Sandor Martin is a good fighter and he's tricky and he's hard for anybody, in my opinion. Mm. But the fight before that, Tio looked great. I think he got a knife round stoppage, first time in 140 pound division. Really good. Yeah, really I good. saw that athletic Tito. Um, Tio. Tito. Tio, you know what I mean? So I, I don't know what people are talking about. You know, Sandor Martin, put him up against anybody at 140, and, and I'm sure it's going to be a tough fight. It's going to be a problem. Yeah, indeed. True indeed. So um, I, I say, and I don't like, I never give predictions really this early, but um, I usually wait to fight that right before the guys walk out, Barack. <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, we got Edwards. Uh, versus Campos Barack. Um, oh wow! How do you see that fight playing out? Uh -huh. None of your business, man. I don't know. I'm not as smart as you. Come I can on. tell you, Sonny Edwards is a special. He's a he's a he's a good talent. He's a good talent. I don't want to use the talent. word special yet. He's a he's a very good talent. He's I like potentially special. 
Yeah, potentially special. I don't know yet. Because normally you can see somebody special from, from early. But he's a very, very good talent. But that talent can get better. I didn't see Canelo as special early on. So you never know. And now I see Canelo as special. You know what I mean? So Sonny is somebody that we re this is going to be another opportunity for him to prove himself. I think he's a great talent. Yeah, I agree. And I see him being very, uh, showing a lot of talent on Saturday. <laughs> what the heck campus. was that? What were you going to say? Like, I, uh, I, wasn't sure. I, I was a word that didn't come to me. Just, oh, I be showing a lot of talent. About the window. No, no, no. <laughs> he's going he's gonna to show talent and I see him winning. All right, so that was a short preview on that fight, but that's just how we feel about it. It's going to be very, it's, it's going to be simply described. All right. Look, folks, thanks for tuning in. That's our show for today. Peace and love. Stay safe, and we'll see you next week.